I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And that's the voice that makes you moist. Marcus. Marcus. Laughed at his own joke. Like, what what a gentleman. I'm fucking feeling it today. Yeah. Wow. I love love our own laugh. For a guy who didn't know we were recording today, you really are feeling it. Listen. For a man who didn't know that today was Monday. That is also true. (laughs) Kind of the bigger point. Listen, usually I have time to, like, wind down before, like, work ends. Today I didn't have that. I was working, like, till I started, like, till 10, till I get off at 6.30. And I was just like, my brain was just like, fuck, fuck. And then, you know, I got I got the call, you know, Avengers Assemble. I got the call. Hop on a plane. Ghostbusters up in here or some shit. <laughs> I got the millennial yeah. signal. <laughs> It's a big goatsy in the sky. Oh God! <laughs> that's our that's our, our bat signal. Is the goatsy? Well, I guess it would it would be a dick butt. That's true. Dick butt would also work. Um, but, but uh, yeah, we took last week off in celebration of Labor Day. Mm-hmm. That was last week, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And we're back because what better holiday for us to take off? Than Labor Day. Which we, sh- we should note, Labor Day is a fake holiday made up and put into the place that it is in to keep us from celebrating May Day with the rest of the world, which is the, which is the actual Labor Day for the rest of the planet. They moved it to September to keep us from having solidarity with our, with our brothers and sisters overseas. Exactly. It's all a big psyop. Yep. And now, every day in the news, you see stuff about people who don't want to have unions and worker work conditions are getting worse and worse but we still celebrate labor day so you know yeah. all is forgiven speaking of that i'm i'm coming in hot this week oh shit because i gotta talk about our the podcast's own little boy elon musk oh no oh boy because apparently this fucking guy again there is some new legislation going out um that is going to give uh, a tax incentive to uh, companies make electric cars, which you'd probably think like Elon Musk would be happy about, but it's for companies that make electric cars that have unions. Oh. And so now Elon Musk is irate because Tesla will not be receiving this. And I'm like, Elon, if you're so mad about it, there's there's a little way to to solve that problem. <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's so funny because the, the Teslas are shitty cars. They're terrible. And they're only popular because they're pretty much the only game in town uh, for a lot of people in terms of cars. Other companies drag their feet for so long uh, on getting more cars out. I think what he's really scared of is that this will go out to other companies that, that do have unions in their factories. And they'll make superior cars for a lower price point, which will be super easy for them to do because they have the, the, the industrial base that he does not have. Yeah, no, once once actual car companies start making real electric cars like Tesla, it, it's going to be over. Like, they're, they're going to blow them out of the water because Teslas are absolutely the shittiest car a person can buy. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen so many accounts online of people who bought a Tesla and said they have to take it to get repaired almost every month because something goes wrong. And when you do, the bill can go between, you know, a thousand and like eleven thousand dollars to fix your shitty car that already cost you like seventy thousand dollars. And you can't take your Tesla down to the local mechanic to get a no. warranty. It's like a BMW, it's gotta go to the fucking manufacturer. Yep. And then because it's a, a I mean, they have brick and mortar stores, but it's a mostly online business, you have to like usually wait for a mechanic to come to you, which can take forever. I've even seen accounts of like 
these mechanics who are driving like these Tesla vans, and then the Tesla vans will break down, and they can't get to the Teslas. Oh my god! Um, and but it's but the funnier part is that the Tesla vans are actually just Toyota vans. They just cover up the Toyota logo. <laughs> because, how many? Why? How many Teslas have caught on fire? How many Teslas have killed people with the autopilot on? Now I will say a couple of Teslas have done some comradely things and killed some police officers uh, in their parked cars. Uh, on autopilot so good job on those comrade teslas but everything else is just a real piece of shit so like i don't understand why you would buy this car anymore no i don't care how affordable they become just wait for the better alternatives because these things are just they're they're terrible i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy now, buy yourself a not yet no go ahead marcus well i was just gonna say like aren't Aren't the automobile industry like incentivized to not do that? Because like with the gas, gas companies would be like, "Hey, don't keep making hybrids," so they'll still buy gas and shit. Like, what's their incentive to like go full electric? Well, I mean, the simple fact of the matter is that electric is getting more profitable, and the solar power. I mean, also electric is also gas. I mean, it's, it's also natural gas. It's coal. It's still fossil fuels, and those companies own the same the same fossil fuel you know extraction facilities and refineries and whatever. It's the same companies, so they they, they make money however it gets to them. Yeah, and we haven't found a losing. true way to get away from fossil fuels, no matter how many electric cars there are. Um, they might not. They don't burn as much like on the streets, which is good. But we still don't have any like real like we don't have nuclear power yet for our cars. That'll be the day. <laughs> Would you really want a nuclear powered car? Yes, absolutely. But dude, like in a crash, <laughs> your car basically a mini nuclear reactor. In like, a crash, things are gonna get really fucking incredible <laughs> very fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, hey, I have a strategy for you out there. Just don't crash. Yeah. What are of you? Course. What are you thinking, man? Well, it should be said that a nuclear power plant can't blow up like a exactly. nuke. The problem would be like the leaking of nuclear material, radio yeah. radioactivity, <laughs> which, which makes kill about as many people. Every crash is very exciting. So you're incentiv- <laughs> you now you're incentivized not to crash. Well, yeah, imagine already whenever you watch a movie of two cars collide, they explode. Yeah. So it'll be like that, but it, it'll look a lot less cool. But the effects will be gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> We can't, this road, we can't go there anymore for like the next 70 years. This road is off limits. Yeah. Well, honestly, we'll just, we'll make nuclear powered cars and they'll all be built like tanks. <laughs> well, the thing is, they've, they've already said that with, even if we switch to all renewables tomorrow, right? And every car is electric and all this kind of stuff. There's not enough to run every single electric car because American car culture is cancerous and needs to be destroyed in favor of mass transit, yeah. which is easier. That's to the power. real first step: is to get rid of everyone having a car. Like we've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast, but it is truly amazing when you walk outside. No matter, like, I mean, we we all live in cities of various sizes. You walk outside, and if you just count every car you see in one day, you got to multiply that by millions and millions just to cover America, and then to cover the rest of the world is even crazier. And it's just. It's really crazy that we feel like we need this many cars, especially when you live in like, like in like in rural areas. I can see how it's still needed, but even in places like Atlanta and Charlotte, you still need a car for most to get around most places, um, unless you live literally in the city and you're paying two thousand dollars a month or more for rent. <laughs> like yeah. then you have to have a car. Listeners, here's here's the solution to the problem: is stop listening to the podcast right now. Go outside and find the nearest car and just go motherfucking Street Fighter. I was about to say, do the Street Fighter minigame. No, you know what? Don't do Street Fighter. Go Fist of the North Star on it. (laughs) (laughs) Just do that for days. Destroy every car you see. And if anyone tries to stop you, just do it Fist of the North Star. We do to that person, you know? What's the character's name? I call the character? main character Fist of the North Star. I'm I not know. sure what his name is. <laughs> what is his name, though? I don't even God, remember. It's uh, Sh- uh, Shinjiro? Shinjiro or something like that? I think it's Shinjiro. Shinjiro. Right, I'm, about to, yeah. I'm about to fact check you real quick. Yeah, if I'm the wrong, main, sorry. It's Kenshiro. Kenshiro. I, I mean, basically same name. It's like Tom and... and, and Tom. Jerry. Tom and, Tom and Todd, <laughs> yeah. really. 
No, not it's Jerry. Like, it's like Tom and Jerry. It's it's like Jerry, but spelled with a G E R instead of the J E R. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the same basic name. I mean, when you have a muscle severing kick, none of these things really matter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Your name no longer matters. You can call it whatever you fucking called. So, um, here's something I wanted to ask you, boys. If you had to, like, let's say right now, um, you had to go back 200 years, and you could bring... No, no thanks. Sorry. No, could, Mark is already out. <laughs> yeah, no. With, let, let's just magically put social standings aside. You go back 200 years, and actually, even with social standings, you can bring one thing with you. What, what would you bring that would make you God. <laughs> A gun. <laughs> my my answer is an automatic weapon with a bunch yeah. of ammo. Oh yeah. I would bring uh the smallpox vaccine. Damn. That's a good one. <laughs> I'll save the whole goddamn planet, baby. What's up? Uh, I am your god now. Oh man. Yeah. They might burn you for being a witch though. I'll show my right. fake leg and say I'm, I am literally sent from the Lord. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I would just bring. I would just like maybe maybe two hundred years is a little too recent now. But like, if I go back to like the freaking like sixteen seventeen hundreds, I would just bring an automatic weapon and be like, "Oh, come come at me, army!" <laughs> Next, and then they'd be like, "This man, he's he has all the magical powers in the world. We can't do anything." And also, I'd find all the people who are inventing guns and I'd kill them. Then I'd have the only gun. <laughs> You're the fucking Lord Ruler, Mistborn. Exactly. Uh, That's what I would do. There'd be no stopping me. But after that one army, you've got to be out of bullets by then. I'm bringing a lot of bullets. How? how <laughs> no, no, no. How many people do you got to see get shot with an automatic weapon before you decide that it's, I'm done? <laughs> like. All right, it's definitely like five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a high number, Marcus. Yeah. Five. Yeah, that's... I mean, because like, at the start, it's like, he can't shoot all of us. Oh, hold on now. It looks like he can shoot all of us. And then by the fifth guy, you're like, okay, he can really <laughs> shoot all of us. I mean, think about it. There's a guy, he has this weird, like, black metal thing in his hands. There's a loud bang, and your friend just dies. Like, blood is now spurting yeah. out of him. Oh, yeah, it's probably like this the loudest sound you've ever heard. Yes. So. This man has sorcery on his side. God stands cannot stand against him. So, yep. like, what are you doing here? I would build a throne out of ammo casings and be like, come at me. <laughs> Put your sword down. This man runs things now. Oh, no, Smith. That that means Seth would be the, uh, the gun. The gun devil. <laughs> the gun devil, yeah. Just shows up. Uh-huh. Fucks up everybody. Yeah, is this from an anime? Millions of people. <laughs> it's soon to be an anime. What oh, is yeah. it? It's gonna be gorgeous. It's from Chainsaw Man. Ah, I've heard good things. It's a great mm. manga. I read the whole thing in one fucking day. It was that. It was that good. Same. Wow. Smith told me about it. I was like, let's take a look. I was. I was just gonna read a little bit. I finished it. Wait, Smith <laughs> is the manga tastemaker now. Wait I mean, a minute. One thing. Yeah, it was fucking great. And so many people had to tell me it was good before I'd even take a look at it. Like, I, it was like literally twenty people had to be like, "It's good, read it." So I finally did. They were they were right. I was disappointed. So nice credit to credit to them. Yeah. Uh, so fuck Elon Musk, as we often say on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I hope that he I I just I I can't say it, but I I hope that was Elon Musk. Yeah. I hope that Tesla workers uh, realize who they're working for and do a mass protest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I want them to do. A mass. I'm doing the. Protest. I'm doing <laughs> the safe version. A mass I'm protest. Reeling it in. That's what we're talking. about. Well, hey, first of all, we don't want a mass. What you're talking about wouldn't need to be a mass protest. It would just need that's to be true. a single a person protest. Yeah. A, a one-man protest. A protest of passion. Yes, exactly. First-degree protesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now, what I hope is that the uh, the ants from the movie Them rise up out of the desert around the Gigafactory, and then they, they unionize the workers and go in there and they just uh, they get all the on out. I was going to say the ants from Ants. Let's get let's get Woody Allen in there. See what he's in, see what he'll do. Yeah, Woody Allen's a real <laughs> boy. Howdy, doing great. <laughs> Oh, did something happen with him? 
Oh my god. Uh, but boys, in terms of politics, um, we have been, like, our country's going crazy. All kinds of nonsense is happening. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that it turned, we, we talked about this two weeks ago, it turns out that the, uh, the Chinese ban on uh, online video games or a certain number of hours it turns out, according to actual Chinese people, pretty much only applies to one company, and that company is Tencent, who we all know, every person in the world knows Tencent. Yeah, they make and all, the all those addictive games. The Chinese government does not like Tencent, and they, they are trying to curb them and curtail their power in whatever way they can. Yeah. And rather than, they're, they're trying to do carrot instead of stick right now, and uh, I guess that it could change. But yeah, just want to let everybody know that it turns out that that is just applying to Tencent. And it's it's very interesting to me because one, oh, I mean, I'm not I'm not an expert on Chinese politics or economics in any way, um, but it's very interesting because in in America, if there was a company like Tencent, we would bend over backwards to to lick their heels and let them do whatever they want. But in China, they seem to like really want to fight whatever it is like they feel the Tencent stands for. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just very interesting to me. Maybe there's like, there's probably a hundred layers of Chinese politics. I don't even understand. that gets us to that point. Um, but it is very interesting to me. It would be like, what if, what if America was just like Coca-Cola? You guys can only drink one bottle of Coca-Cola every week and it's only on Fridays. <laughs> My freedom. <laughs> like, what if that happened? There would be a fucking civil war. Yeah. <laughs> There would be there would be there would be mass protests all over the place. They would burn this country to the ground. Exactly. Who is they? It's everybody. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. Is like I just from my American point of view, I just can't even imagine like them making legislation like that. It's it's very interesting to me. It's because China has private industry, but they still serve the state. The state is the ultimate arbiter of what happens. Still, America does not have this. That's China true. still still does try to bend the st- the, the the economy around the people rather than the way around. Like, did y'all see the stuff about China? It, they were saying that has, they've banned sissy boys and feminized men from television. No, I've not seen no. this. Like, the the translation is, is, is sissy boys or whatever, or pretty boys or whatever. It's China, they said in the Western media, has banned feminized men from being on television. Uh, which seems kind of like a weird and shitty decision to make. Is this a but, war on like K-pop or something? But again, when you dig deeper into the actual issues, according to Chinese people, <laughs> what they're talking about here is this is a, this is a an attempt to fight idol culture. Now, I I don't know much about idols, but I've done some research into this Japanese thing called idols, which are like pop singers basically. Yeah. But it's like like we have like Taylor Swift, you know, and people like her. But in, in Japan, it's like an industry. They churn these people out, like, like Disney Channel stars almost, but like for one specific yeah. kind of thing. And apparently, what I'm not reading, I'm, I'm still reading it right now, this, there's a whole lot of surprise abuse in this industry. And people get taken for every dollar they have trying to make it in this industry and also get you know sexually abused and, and exploited in various ways and they never earn a cent. And stuff like that, and China was seeing a rise in that kind of stuff, and they're 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 trying to cut down on it by banning certain things from being on television. And one of those things is feminized men who are a big target of this uh, this idol culture. Like I was reading the thing from, from a guy who ran like an idol boot camp for men or whatever in China, and I was like, "Yo, we'll get, if you get like a hundred guys in, eighty of them will quit." And the other 19 won't make it. And then one of them will. And he's like, I'm making money off of all of them. I'm, I'm pulling cash off of all these dudes. And it sounded pretty fucking bad. And so China is going kind of an end run, run around this industry. Yeah. Does, sounds like a does, weird way to fix the problem, though. Does that also include, like, uh, male escorts and stuff? No, that's not included. This is purely media-based. This is what... Because cause in, the, in the stuff is where they're, they're trying to stop people from worshipping wealth and pursuing fame above all else. Because they're saying what's going on with our problem with YouTube stars and whatnot, and how many kids think YouTube is a viable career path forward. And they're like, we will not have that in China. <laughs> so we're going to... They're announcing... The, the, the whole feminine men thing was just one thing, but it got picked up on more than anything else because it was the easiest one for the Western media to slam. Yeah. Uh, that's what that's what's going on, apparently. Interesting. 
like I just saw an article from the New York Times by everybody's favorite dumb motherfucker, Thomas Friedman, uh, which says, what comes after the war on terrorism? War on China? Uh, yeah, what comes after the war on terrorism? I would love to know. America does need another war to profit from, so they're hunting for it already. Because we've lost the war on terrorism. Yeah, we lost the war on terrorism, lost war on drugs. Yep. We lost the war in Vietnam. I mean, yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm re- we lost the war of 1812. I mean, <clears throat> lost, the lost the war, war on, on poverty. Yeah. <laughs> lost the yeah. war on poverty. Yeah. Well, we didn't ever actually try to have that war. We just tried True. to think we did. Well, same thing for drugs, really. So we go ahead and lose to China next. Exactly. <laughs> if you're only counting the ones we mentioned, we have like a 0 for 5 record. Because I saw some, because you know how, how, how uh, Biden did the uh, the vaccine mandate? Yeah. Yeah. And this guy posted a thing on Twitter. He was like, I'm a fighter pilot, and I've walked out of my job today. I will not get this vaccine. If I were a citizen of Taiwan right now, I would wake up in fear knowing American jets are not going to come to save us from China. And I was like, can you imagine thinking that fighter pilots matter? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine... Having that level of like superiority in your head, where you're like, I couldn't imagine this other person who I don't get to save tomorrow. Like, get over yourself. There are millions of people in the military. It is you're not you're not some savior. You're not you're not Captain America. But again, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say that's that's one of the big problems with the military. They're <laughs> they're trained to think that's what they're doing when they go places and bomb shit and whatever. But hey, the 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 reality is way shittier, way shittier. But like, do can you ever envision of you a world where America, where fighter pilots will clash over Taiwan? You know, against China, is that ever going to happen? I don't think so. Yeah, I love how he talk. Uh, he says it as if like that's what he was doing that day at work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, they, he was about to gas up the jet for China, and they were like, "You got to get back today." By the way, and he's like, "Fuck this! I am. This is a step too far." I'm just like, of all yeah. the people to walk out. Fighter pilots are the funniest because y'all have never done a single fucking thing in my lifetime. And to be honest, you never will. Because if any war ever breaks out or even a strategic jets out, the world's already over. The nukes are already in the sky. Your entire job is pointless. Yeah. Like, it's not happening, buddy. Yeah, the so, the vaccine mandate is it's just a funny topic overall for, for, for me because I've already been vaccinated. I, I'm I'm past it, but it is just so funny to me. I got it three times. You've already got your booster? Oh yeah, I went to fucking CVS and lied. Just don't know how a different name. Really? Man, they put it more immediately. Maybe they mask. Wow. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, I just think it's hilarious that people are completely against getting this vaccine. They're like, this is I mean, there's people in Texas, who have just voted against abortion, who are now saying, you can't tell me what to do with my body. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, do you actually fucking hear yourself? And how do they combat this? How do they vaccinate themselves? They take horse medicine. They take ivermectin. Properly used on horses and goats. And they're like, this is what's going to solve my problems. And then, oh, what happened last week in Missouri? There were people who had COVID who couldn't get hospital beds because there were people in the hospital who had overdosed on horse medicine. Yep. So people with actual medical problems couldn't get the care they needed because people who made up their own medical problems were there anyway. (laughs) And it, it should be pointed out, ivermectin is a human drug as well. It gets used on people. However... It is used in the third world to fight COVID because it's, it's good for anti-inflammatory, which helps for all kinds of stuff. But doctors in America won't prescribe it to you because it's not proven to be effective when we have other drugs that are better, including the vaccine. So people went to the livestock store and they bought paste made for horses. Now, there, guys, you might be thinking to yourself, medicine comes in doses, right? 
and a horse is bigger than a human. A horse is considerably so maybe, larger than a person. A little bit. <laughs> and so you know, you're thinking to yourself, is the dose incorrect? And it turns out it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can't eat a horse-sized dose of ivermectin in a human body and not have side effects. Yeah. But it's endorsed by America's bro, Joe Rogan. Oh, fucking Joe Rogan. God damn it. Joe Rogan and America's sweetheart, Candace Owens, are big fans <laughs> of poor people putting <clears throat> horse medicine in themselves. Can, can I say real quick? Yes. Because when Joe Rogan got COVID, he, that man immediately went to whatever social media. And he's like, we're throwing the kitchen sink at it. Fucking, he listed off probably like eight drugs. Yeah. And after he like recovered, he comes on his show and he's like, hey man, you can't, you can't roast people for taking ivermectin. I got better. <laughs> you said shit. You rich dumbass. Like, People don't have the resources you do to fucking take all that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. The one, just, that, one, the, one that you mentioned was that it was a monoclonal antibody uh, treatment, which is like super expensive. It's like you know, the fucking Trump as well. It's like, wait, so you credit ivermectin and not the incredibly expensive monoclonal antibody treatment that probably actually did do some work? Of course not. He also said he got a Z pack. And Z Pack does fucking nothing for COVID. It's it's for like the, it's like for yeah. fucking a, the cough or whatever. Yeah, it's for a, a cold and of not of like minor flu. That is what Z Pack yeah. is for. It does now, nothing. Now with Seth Rogen, not Seth Rogen. Oh geez. God, <laughs> Joe Rogan. What Joe Rogan should have done is just take ivermectin and see how he's doing. That's right. what I would have yeah. seen. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I can say Joe Rogan should have done. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, and once again, we've talked about it before. How did we go from, like, 2002, where Joe Rogan was the host of Fear Factor, to today, where he is a tastemaker for a p- pretty sizable population of people at this point? I'd say, like, 34% of men. Yeah, somewhere in there. How I don't know the there's certain people I, who just have some of the most insane career paths ever. How did Donald Trump go from being a real estate magnate and then fucking t- reality TV host to president? You yeah. Know? Well, sir, real estate failure. Okay. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. How did he go from a person whose dad <laughs> made a lot of money <laughs> to being a person who pretended he had a lot of money to president? Oh, yeah. True. Very true. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how Joe Rogan made his craziest. I, I've to, never understood it. I there was a day in my life where I hadn't heard Joe Rogan's name since Fear Factor, and some of he did, he did stand up comedy at one point too. I heard his name early two thousands, and then the, the next day I woke up and the Joe Rogan Experience was the biggest podcast in the world, and he had millions of fans. And I just don't know what happened between those two days. You know, I feel like it might have something to do with his um his uh, UFC days. Yeah. Yeah, but he gets a lot of manly men there. He's I guess I don't know. UFC must be bigger than protein I, and whatnot. Yeah, UFC must be bigger than I think it is too. I got I just got no clue. Isn't like biggest podcasts like Joe Rogan Experience, Car Talk, and then like Ben Shapiro's show? Okay, Car Talk has been off the air for about ten years now. <laughs> but whatever, there's some NPR Fresh Air or some shit is up there behind Joe Rogan. Yeah, but like number three is like Ben Shapiro, I believe, or he's like he's like way the fuck up there. Yeah. Okay, which so is scary. Right now, the most popular podcast in America is Joe Rogan Experience. Okay. Then the Daily, and then you missed out on a big subgenre of podcast: Crime Junkie, the true crime oh. stuff, mm-hmm. stuff you should know. My favorite murder, murder podcast. Our friends over at Pod Safe America. Oh God. The Office Ladies, Serial, and then coming in at number 10, The Ben the Shapiro Olympics. Show. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> of course, right. So, Wait, yeah. so hold on. Serial is still going on? Yeah, I think they've made like a, what is their third or fourth season now I think they're on. Is so. the guy guilty or not? Well, no. Did we not every, decide every already? Season, every season how, how could you not have figured it out in the first season? Every season we know by new, now. Every season's a new case. It's an anthology. Oh, oh. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, Ben. So so the the bookends of the top ten are Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro. They are the sandwich that make up the most popular podcast in America. And in between them is Pot Save America, which is almost more dangerous. Yeah. True. So. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways. Gross. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, Joe Rogan, it, it's just like, that man is a is a, a force for, for uh, evil. I mean, he's not himself like a bad person, but he just, he has no filter in his, like, cheesecloth brain that just lets anything pass through. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he, I just don't think he thinks that often. No. Um, yeah, it doesn't need it, man. Things just occur. That things just like pass through Joe Rogan's brain, and mm-hmm. they're there until the next person speaks to him. And then those those ideas are there now. He's he's got a very Donald Trump brain in that way. Yeah, you can just put whatever you want in there. But yeah, so that's our bit about Joe Rogan, I guess. <laughs> I think that it's, that's a lot of people in this country. A lot of people in the world, even, are just like they have they have no thoughts really. Well, okay, okay, that's that's, that's dismissive. They have thoughts. Yeah. They have opinion stuff. But so many people are just so easily swayed by th- by hearing someone that sounds smart talk to them. Yeah. They'll believe anything after a while. I agree. You know? I do think that we have, and I've I've talked about it before. And I, I'm not I'm never trying to like soapbox and say I'm better than you because I try to stay away from social media even though I fail. But I do think that some of our reliance on stuff like Reddit and Twitter, um, and even you know stuff like Instagram to a certain level, um, has led to a point where a lot of people. Um, and I'm, I'm, I've been guilty of this before. They wait to go on Twitter to find out what their opinion is about something. Mm. And I've done that. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I've done it, especially like when it comes to like video games. Sometimes I'll like go on Twitter and I'm like, oh, this game must suck. Never. I'm going to tell people I tell people the game sucks for some reason. I don't know if this game sucks or not, but I just say it because I saw it on Twitter. And people and people do that. And you know, I did it for video games. Some people do it for much larger things. But I do think that that's one of the problems with social media is we people have gotten very attuned to be able to wake up, see what's trending, see what people are saying, and then just repeat what that what was said about it. And it um it's a, it's just a vicious cycle that I think we we all kind of live through at some point. We we uh, seek out opinions elsewhere before we can are able to form our own. Um, you know, I I'm not trying to separate myself from the internet i I'm, I'm addicted yeah it's true i know it i'm in it yeah but i do find some interesting things um like on reddit i've found uh the herman cain awards yeah which <laughs> it's just it's terrible but at the same time it should be taken as a lesson that covid's fucking serious and just because people are taking horse medicine is not going to solve their problem. It's basically a lot of COVID deniers that it's kind of fucked up, but they ended up losing like family members and stuff. But it's like, look at the contrast here. Look at all these people who have like denied it and died or lost a family member or some shit. Get it through your head. The shit is real. We have a solution. Come on. That's it. Oh my god! I thank you for telling me about the Herman Cain Awards. I yeah, just looked at one of the posts, and it's very funny. Uh, it is. I, I don't want to laugh at people dying, but God, I do. <laughs> Literally trying to save your fucking life, but if you don't want it, you're gonna get a Herman Cain Award. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, I, I have a much worse problem than the two of you when it comes to to appeals to authority. Is first of all the internet. I dive in. I embrace it. I suck it up. I drink it. Amen, all. brother. Amen. It's like I'm like I'm like I'm like a, an Evangelion pilot in that that tube full of LCL, baby. <laughs> Just breathe it all in. I live the information. You're like a but, um, like a guild navigator from Doom. Yes, exactly. Give me spice, baby, and put yeah. me in that fucking tank. A, a reference I can I can get behind. Yes, you've seen Evangelion. Well, yeah. um. But uh, but no, it's like uh, uh, but the thing is, if I hear someone talk in a British accent, I I trust them immediately. I'm like, this person knows what they're talking about. And that's a dangerous way to be. And I have to disabuse myself of that notion and be like, wait, no, they're they're stupid like we are. Just like they sound authoritative for some well, reason. I'll tell you a genre on YouTube you're gonna love, which is video game video essays. Because guess oh, what? Yeah. Every one of those motherfuckers is British. Every fucking one. 
Mm-hmm. I'm even, I'm convinced the couple I found that are American are Britain, British people doing American accents. Oh, the, um, Nathan, the Nathan J. Robinson uh, approach. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm i so convinced. Because like that's like Hugh some of my favorite approach. content. Yes. Yes. Hugh Laurie, man. The day the I Hugh found Laurie out is... that man wasn't American, I was blown away. Because I was so young. And like I had I hadn't even watched House, but I had seen promos for it for so long. And then one day I'm in high school and I'm like, he's British? I got I got so fucked up. It's, it's like when you find out how many actors truly are actually British and you only heard them do American right. roles. Mm-hmm. What, what hurt me was um, Idris Elba. I was like, holy shit, what? <laughs> yeah. Because before, I think the first thing I ever really saw Idris Elba in was Pacific Rim. Um, I think that's where I first really saw him. But I knew the clip of The Wire where he, he says, are you taking notes on a motherfucking criminal conspiracy? Yeah. Which is a great joke, great gag. It's like, oh, it's an American actor, clearly. What the fuck? He's British! Yeah. Why? Why is everyone British? And now he's playing the role he has always been meant to play, yes. and we all knew it from day one, yes. Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> if I asked you a year ago, who should play Knuckles in in Sonic Two? You would immediately say Idris Elba. You, yeah, without yes. even thinking, you would pull that name out of a hat. It's not even a question. Exactly. Who who didn't see it coming? It it's would like, be a shock if he didn't play it. Right. It's like him or Lawrence Fishburne. Those are your two choices uh, to play of Knuckles. Course. Yep. So good com- casting. Com- I think I would also uh, take Samuel Jackson as Knuckles. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Can you imagine that theater experience? Yes. I would get coronavirus listening to that happen. That would that would be wild. <laughs> but uh, What if they got Bill yeah. Cosby? I mean, he said he wants to do shows again, so what if he was like, I'm going to book this game? Uh, can, you imagine, can you imagine if Sega was like, all them bitches were lying? Yep. <laughs> Bill didn't fam- do it. We yeah. need a family household name. What if they were like, they were like, he offered to pay for the whole movie. We could not turn him down. <laughs> this movie, we're making money off this movie now immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! What a world that would be. Oh man. Uh, let's let's see here. Oh, oh, fun news. Hey. Apple versus Epic. Everyone lost. Everybody loses. <laughs> in in all in technicalities, Epic won the suit for what right. the issue was actually about, and Apple has to let outside. Uh, payment systems be accepted in, in applications, which is going to cost them billions of dollars. Um, but Epic didn't get off easy. Yeah, Epic's going to pay for the whole thing. Millions of dollars worth of, of damages and whatnot and, and legal fees. They paid by Epic. But in the end, Apple still... Basically, both companies did lose. And I don't think anybody really won either. It was just losses all around. Like, the people didn't even win. It was yep. just losses. Yeah, we all lost for this having to happen. And the day that people sold shirts that said free Epic was when I was like, okay, we are already living in a dystopia. I get it. There is now merch for a court case between two billion, billion, billion dollar companies. Got it. Cool. Yeah, try to think of, try to imagine how stunted and small your brain has to be to get emotionally and financially, in terms of buying a shirt, invested in what comes out of this court case yep oh man like the best result would be they're all in the court arguing and a bomb goes off and kills everyone inside like that's the that's the only way we would win is if tim sweeney and tim apple both died at the same time i like how you call him tim apple (laughs) you never called him by his real name trump did it best he called him tim apple that's his fucking name from now on like that's how it's gonna be that's true I think the ep- this Epic's guy is Tim Sweeney, right? Or am I wrong about that? Like, I think, no, that's I think right. It is, t- is Tim Sweeney. Two Tims. The Battle of the Tims. Yep. We all lost. Tims so, everywhere are <laughs> devastated. 
It's that fucking the gif from Godzilla of Sarazawa going up to a fight and then <laughs> just the whole city blows up. Yep. We all lost. We all died. Uh, but it is a very funny outcome for sure. Any court case where two big companies both somehow lose is hilarious to me. Yeah. I love to see billionaires lose money. Although apparently there's like a there's like a thing here in the in the uh what the court wrote, which is kind of like a hint, like hey hey somebody else who's smaller come in here and try and sue Apple, you know for for also this kind of same thing because we'll we'll do, we'll go harder on that if if you're a smaller company so maybe we'll see somebody else show up and try and and take yeah. a piece off of Apple. The only problem with that is you have to have the money to get to that point. You have, that to have the, the money to have that many lawyers and. Yeah, it's rough. The legal system um, only benefits rich people. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, it only benefits people who already have money. That is true. It's never helped me. <laughs> but, uh, see, so yeah, that was a pretty funny outcome. And, by the way, boys, question for you all. Yep. Have we, do you think we've hit, like, in terms of Epic and whatnot in Fortnite, have we hit peak... Uh, Battle Royale yet? Is there a new game that supplanted it as the the meme genre? Like first it was MOBAs and now it's and now it's Battle Royales. What's next? Yeah, there was like Oops. a there's like a summer there where it was like auto chess, like battlers, but now those are kind of become more niche. Um, gotcha games are getting oh. kind of big. Well, can you Impact play that shit? Or don't. Um, <laughs> but Marcus, play you it, have some. Play it for free. Right, right, for free. Uh, if I had to pick, I would say, I, I guess, like, the time loop genre. Like, we've got Deathloop coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 12 minutes was another, like, Yeah, which is which are just, like, which are basically, um, you're getting galaxy brained over there, Smith. What's going on? No, I mean, I just, I've read the story in 12 minutes. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, it's, uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Some of the stupidest shit I've ever read in my life. Um... <laughs> But yeah, and like those time loop games are very much um, are they off- just roguelikes? They're offshoots of roguelike. Yeah. Um. They they are they are Returnal very distinct. Return was a time loop game, right? Yes, but it is also a straight up uh, top to bottom roguelike. Well, yeah. Um. But yeah, those are all those all stem from roguelikes, and uh, which is good for me because roguelike is probably my favorite genre in the world right now. Um. So yeah, I think that roguelikes and Metroidvanias keep coming up but like the thing about them is i mean aside from stuff like returnal um you don't none of them really reach the triple a level i get i mean to an extent games like dark souls are metroidvanias and they're triple a um which is one of the reasons they're so successful i would say um but i think that because of the way i play games and i normally play like indie games and stuff um i have a little bit of a different idea of what's popular because in, in indie games, there's so many good roguelikes and Metroidvanias that are, like, in my opinion, some of the greatest games of all time. But as far as, like, mainstream, like, popular, like, Battle Royale, MOBA, like, big things, I don't know if I know what the, what, what the, the thing that's happening right now is. So, so peak BR has not been reached yet, you don't think? We're probably still in the BR phase? Oh, no. I think BR... I think that... All of the big BRs have their audience, and I think they're going to retain them for a while. Like, Apex Legends is um, a, a good one with a really, really good um, like fan base and player base. And then you have, you know, Fortnite and Warzone. And a little bit of PUBG. PUBG has, has lost its shine to a lot of players. Um, and I think those games are actually going to last a while, but I don't think they're going to get any bigger than they are now. Yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying there. Yeah. And also there's niche BRs. There's like that game Spellbreak, which is like, oh, I'm a we're wizards in a BR. And there's there's other games that are like just have like they have the BR mechanic and it's kind of more like, if you want this one thing, here you go. Um And really, Seth, isn't yeah. a BR just a roguelike with multiple? Uh, hey. If you if you <laughs> want to get down to it, video games are roguelikes. No, I mean, because you, you start every match with nothing, and you build your way back up, finding stuff in the level, and, and, and creating a kit. That's a rogue. That's, that's, that's an actual roguelike. It's not even roguelike, because you can't carry anything over. Like, it's straight up roguelike. Yeah, I agree. Because here's anyways. the thing. The thing that 
makes roguelikes great to me and that what makes them so great for indie developers especially is that roguelikes are just game mechanics and game design boiled down to their absolute core you're with a roguelike you're basically tasked with making one or two things really fun and then fitting all those things into the conventions of the roguelike and i think that that's what makes some of the best best games and then a game like hades goes and takes it does like one or two things really well and also has a bunch of other systems that are done mostly well to where you're like oh all this works together so beautifully that i'm going to play this game forever and that's what that's kind of what hades did um and that's why i think indie developers especially can kind of gravitate to roguelikes if they need to um because as long as you have a couple of really good ideas and like can make some cool snappy combat you can make a really cool roguelike and you know not have to do as much like story building and even map building to an extent. Boys, I have a question for you. Okay. A second question. Elden Ring. Yes. I have never liked a single Souls game. Uh, I played Dark Souls 1 all the way through. Didn't like a second of it. Wow. Dark Souls 2 I also didn't like. 3 I didn't like. Bloodborne was alright, but still not as, not as great as everyone said it was going to be. Didn't play Sekiro. Cannot. My brain. I'm just. I can't do it. I can't play a parry-based oh, game. It's a good game. Never happen. <laughs> the only Souls-like game I ever liked was The Surge Two, uh, which was a really fun experience for me. I love cutting off people's limbs and getting batteries, and and, and it, it, it had the regain system from Bloodborne, but done better in my opinion. But anyways, but I'm watching these Elden Ring trailers and reading stuff at Elden Ring, and I'm thinking to myself, maybe the fourth time's the charm for me. <laughs> Yeah, or the fifth time is the charm. Maybe so what? Did, like, like it. I have to ask: If you played all of Dark Souls one and you didn't like it, first of all, why did you finish the game? And then two, what made you want to play the other two? Everybody said it was good and that it was an experience you had to have. And okay, I said okay, and I forced myself on the PS uh, three to play it, or was it four? No, PS three. Three had I got, one and two. Those are three sixty. Sorry, three sixty. Actually, I got to Blight Town. And the game dropped to 14 frames per second, and I quit. And I came Ooh. back on PC to play it uh, uh, eventually. And then you hit um, in Orlando, and you were like, now I'm living. <laughs> the, Smo- the fucking Smo and Ornstein battle was... I almost killed myself. It was so bad. Um, two, I liked, I liked a bit more because the color palette was a little bit better. But again, didn't get very far in that game. Three, I also just... It was like, hey, remember how Bloodborne was super fast and your character was fast too? What if your character was slow as shit and the game was really fast? I was like, I, <laughs> I don't like this. This is terrible. Bloodborne was pretty fun though, because like I said, it was fast as shit and it encouraged you to dodge into enemies and get go yeah. in and fight them really, really head to head. Yeah, Bloodborne uh, definitely had one of the most interesting visual designs I'd, I'd seen. Yeah, so I tried them all and I just, didn't, I just don't, I don't like, I don't, I didn't like it. But I'm thinking I'm gonna try Elden Ring. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try it again. Miyazaki oh, got me on my ass one more time. Gonna, I'm <laughs> definitely gonna slip up some some Elden Ring. I I haven't played any of the uh, Souls games in its completion. I did play a little bit of Bloodborne, and I agree with Smith. It, it's fast paced, more fun. But I don't know. I guess I I don't want that level of frustration in my games <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would I'm like a, uh, as a gamer. I think you would like uh, Sekiro. I I I agree with that because it's got really? the aesthetic I like. Yeah. And yeah. Have you seen the still? combat, Marcus? Have you seen? How I it have. Works? I've seen you. You've got your like stance bar. Yeah, but and like the enemies can wear you down until they fucking hit you. Yeah, but Marcus is but like a god gamer. Like Marcus is one of those. <sighs> crazy good gamers i, I think he Dude, could probably fuck up some sekiro i saw that giant fucking snake and i saw you get stabbed in the face i was like and that I is where bought it that is where that i day. had a hard time playing the game and i'm just like nah i've got i've got genshin i've got i've got lots of steam games i can play I'm not adding the frustration That's to my, my life right my problem is that there's always a game i want to i have over 500 games in my steam library and there's always a game I want to play, and it's always a game that isn't already in my library. <laughs> like, right now, I'm literally sitting with Guilty Gear Strive in my fucking cart, and I'm like, I want to play Guilty Gear Strive so bad, and then I just can't pull the trigger, because I'm like, I have so many other games. Just play those, you idiot. Mm-hmm. But I want to play and Strive. I have to learn Guilty Gear. 
unless you're already a veteran, I guess. I'm not. But people have said that as far as fighting games go, it has one of the, like, actually lower learning curves, at least to, like, start out. Nice. So, I do. I would like to do that. But, you know, I have so many games. Just play one of those, dummy. Do you really have 500 games? I, I just looked at my Steam account, and I'm like, I only have 260. Come on, 500 okay. games? Get get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah, Swift's so probably got, like, 1,500 games. Oh, my God. Hold, hold the fucking phone. Let me see here. Yes, I have 966 games. Damn. My Lord. Oh, God. What is wrong with me? <laughs> How many of them have you finished? <laughs> oh, my. Don't even ask that question, you piece of shit. <laughs> I did yeah. notice the other day that I that uh, I was running out of disk space on my my D drive. I used a lot of stuff for, and I went to Steam and just sort of just started deleting games I hadn't played or was never going to play. And I went from having twenty seven gigs open to a thousand gigs open. So holy shit! I had a lot of games. Turns out that I was never going to play. I have six hundred and nine Steam games. Now, once yeah. again, I bought a bunch of stupid humble bundles and stuff full of games where I wanted one game in the bundle. Like I'm I'm not going to play most of them clearly. Um, but yeah, I do have quite a lot, and you'd think you know, there'd be one game I want to play, but it's never in my library. So. I will say this: I I play sort of playing uh, Tales of Arise recently, uh, which is pretty fun. Never played a Tales game in my life before. Surprise! Uh, Marcus hasn't played that one. Hey, hey, I haven't played. I've only played one of the Tales games because it was like a co-op one. It was alright. It wasn't something I was going to play by myself, but go ahead, Smith. I was just going to say, it's, it, I'm having fun. I did, however, this, this, is something I, this is a bone I had to pick with Dark Souls as well. Is the button layouts are fucking stupid. Why yeah. is basic attack on R1 and heavy attack on mm-hmm. R2? Get fucked, alright? Tails is the same thing. It was like, hey guys, your basic attack is on R1. Like, fuck no, I changed it to fucking square where it should be. I thought right? Tails square was turn-based. No, it's a action. It's a live. It's it's looking straight up like a action, action RPG. RPG. I straight up saw. I thought I saw a screenshot where it was turn based. I'm Dude, crazy. It is. It is. It is a fully uh, action RPG type thing. Might be some of the other ones because they they like go back and forth between like action and um, the games themselves. Because oh. I remember one one of the older ones was also like an action RPG. It did change at some point, but yeah, for like last three games, it's been action RPG. As far as I know, I guess my first time I ever played. But yeah, I, I changed my button layout, so it's a lot better now. I put I put my attacks on buttons that make sense instead of dumb shit like <laughs> R1 for your base. Like a shooter, sure, I get it. Or really, R2 is better for, for shooting an R2 in, in a, a video game or a shooter, but uh, <clears throat> not for an RPG. No, it's a stupid it's a stupid idea. But it's an action RPG. Yeah, and in action RPG, square is the attack button. <laughs> I mean, you're right about that. X is your jump button. O is your dodge. And triangle is like, what, your wild card. Put something else there. Your spell or whatever. <laughs> Grab, dodge. <laughs> I will say, Seth, uh, Guilty Gear Strive is a game where I, every time I look at it, I'm like, man, that is a gorgeous fucking video game. It looks The so level cool. of love they put into the visuals is insane, but it's a fighting game, so. Yeah, and I'm trash at fighting games, but I, I just, I love them so much. I love fighting games, and... One that looks that cool, I gotta play it at some point. I'm really hoping that maybe it goes sa- goes on sale like around like holiday season. That'd be nice. Yeah, because maybe sixty bucks for a game I'm probably gonna be trash at and probably put maybe like twenty hours into might not be worth it. So I probably need to wait on a sale as I add it to my cart again. Marcus, are you grabbing Deathloop? Um. Yeah, I, I just like pre-ordered it today. Hey. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, it's coming out tomorrow. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I us. saw that both One of you of fuckers us. have it, and I was just like, oh yeah, might as well. <laughs> so we're all going to be invading one another's games. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to fucking play Juliana and fuck you two up. Oh, bring it. <laughs> oh, e, sorry. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> oh, you think you'll win, huh? For sure. Okay, all right. Yeah. He, think, he thinks he's going to win, about. Marcus. Maybe not against Marcus. I guess you for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, get shit on. All right, all right. Yeah. He, think, he, thinks about, he thinks he can beat my stealth, is what he thinks he can do. Oh. He, think, he thinks he's stealthier than I am. 
I've seen mm. what the Juliana battles look like, and it looks like stealth is only going to matter for about the first two seconds of a fight. That's all I just... need to fucking snap your neck from behind. <laughs> yeah, and then it gets really, really nutty. The, the, it does. The combat looks nutty as fuck in this game. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The combat, the aesthetic, the freaking premise. Give it to me. Put it in me. Like, please. That's what Seth said. There's like one yeah. gun that like starts off as two, and then you combine it into a bigger gun, which looked cool as hell. Oh, shit. And there's like a four pound pistol that has like yeah. a it's like a ship cannon, but it's a gun. Yeah. <laughs> shoot people and it's a one handed gun. Yeah. You shoot people to death. I'm excited for Deathloop. We're so we're gonna have to do a fucking podcast episode about Deathloop. Maybe, yeah, yeah. for sure. Once we played it enough, I I can't wait. Speaking of video games though, of video video James over here. Did you all watch that cursed clip from the new NBA 2K game? Yes, with Jake from State Farm. Where he talked to Jake from State Farm. Yes. Oh, no. I'm like, like, here's the thing. If it was like, first of all, I don't give a shit about this game at all. But if it was like, you're walking to the locker room and you see Jake from State Farm, I was like, oh, hey, it's Jake from State Farm. Hey, man. And he's like, like a good neighbor. Even that I'll be okay with. But this is like literally a two minute ad, not even for State Farm, for Jake from State Farm. Yeah. <laughs> it's an ad for him. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, and you know, good for that guy. He's getting paid. I'm happy, I'm happy the actor is getting some money out of this. He's getting paid. But man, is it an out of this world, does not fit here kind of vibe? Yeah. Because he's like, wait, are you Jake from State Farm? You just hang out at my local fucking st- like State Farm insurance company office? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and you, you, can, you can get my fit. And then it's, you get to wear the, the shirt and the khakis. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake from State Farm. Everyone's favorite part of the Jake from State Farm character design is his fit. <laughs> That's what we're all here for. His drip. Well, that was the original. <laughs> that was the original joke, though. Back in the day, it was like the the original commercial was, "Who's this Jake from State Farm? Oh, what are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? Khakis." <laughs> that was that. Yeah. That was what started it. And that was a different Jake back then. That was some other guy. They made I a know. new Jake. They made what a new happened Jake. To the old Jake? Exactly. Where this should be the this should be our true crime podcast. What happened to <laughs> the OG Jake? Dun, o- dun, the OG Jake files. Dun. Yes. <sighs> Okay, so moving on real quick for a lightning yep. round of stuff. Seth, okay, Dune NFTs. No, thank you. What is going on with that? Herbert was an environmentalist. Yep, sounds bad. Close to half of all Americans cannot afford a one-bedroom rental apartment. Not surprising. They're expensive as hell. Mm. Uh, ebooks. This crazy story someone talked about. Did you watch this? Did you see this fucking the story about this ebook? Yes. Apparently, Barnes and Noble has their own e-reader called the Nook, and it's the thing of thing that's great about e-readers that everyone loves, and we all talk about when we talk about our e-readers is that they can push out updates to our books. So, um, the other day, this guy there was somebody who was reading this uh pretty like po- po- postmodern book named War and Peace, um. And he noticed that there was this weird line that said that something was nooked, and it was like N-O-O-K-D. And then he saw it again, and when he, so then he went and picked up the actual physical copy of War and Peace, and he found out it was because the original word was kindled. And nook has replaced wow. any sense of the word kindle with nook, even if it doesn't make any sense at all. What and even fuck? if they're altering the text of War and Fucking Peace. That is the cyberpunk hell we've all come to fear, what I think. Shit? Yeah. God, this book doesn't fit our branding. <laughs> what yeah. The shit? That is psychotic, is what that is. Exactly. Like I, and like I said, it's war and peace. They're not like it's they're altering the most like some of the most foundational texts there are. Right. Can you imagine if you if you were to somehow resurrect Tolstoy and tell him what had happened, he would probably die again. Yeah, he would say, what is a Kindle? And then he would kill himself. (laughs) You would be like, listen, we can put all of our books on this little block of plastic right here, and they can change the words to say whatever they want in your book. And he would bash his own brains out on his fucking tombstone. Yeah. 
Hey, to go back know, to the land of the dead. I mean, you even have one. You know, they have those Kindles that, like, if you want to pay less for your Kindle, it'll, like, play ads whenever you have your screen off. How long until those ads are just put right into the text? How long it, oh, How no. long will it be until you're reading freaking Tolstoy and Jake from State Farm shows up in the book? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, this this time my, uh, my, uh, ad that i have on my kindle is not very interesting but i was for a while getting these like sexy ads yeah. for like dark ro- male romance throne of dragons like, yeah like Ooh. get this dragon cock over here and stuff <laughs> or like he's a half vampire half angel and she's gonna <laughs> seduce him and i'm like what is going on don't worry you marcus have- we'll send you the titles <laughs> shut up <laughs> i've already read the manga <laughs> <laughs> i read the light novel wouldn't it be great if it comes turns out that all the romance novel writers are just stealing from manga? <laughs> that would be incredible, actually. Oh, man. That would be fucking hilarious. Because here's the thing. If Stephen King, if he stole his next book from a manga, how many Americans would actually know? Very, very few. Probably, yeah. Man, if In I fact, was Stephen King, King, I would just say, I would just make a deal with some manga writer. <laughs> I'll, I'll just write a book out of your manga. And then yeah. have a crazy cross-promotional spree. Why not? He can take it easy. The manga guy gets to fucking get his name on Stephen King. What manga thing? could Stephen King adapt? Um, um, fuck, fuck, fuck. Brain, brain. Some, like, Junji Ito. Yeah, exactly. The Amigara Fault one will be a great Stephen yes. King Oh my story. god. <laughs> god, that, that story still haunts me to this day. Wow. <laughs> This hole's mine. <laughs> it was made for me. <laughs> Alright, Seth has not seen it, so we, we gotta we got let Seth read it. It's a, it's, it's a one, it's not a big, long series, Seth. It's like a one-shot, basically, and it's super fucking creepy. I think I read the first page one time, and then I was like, this probably ain't getting any better. No, it gets way better. It's incredible. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. All right, well, before we go, should we go ahead and do a real quick what are you all been up to kind of thing? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Start with Marcus. Uh, what are you up to, Marcus? Me, you know, I'm getting my daily dose of Genshin. Yep. Um, shit. Paying off my fucking credit cards. Hey. I not. Um, we were playing a little uh, Aliens Fire Team. Kind of cool. Which we will get back uh, to. Right. And I've jumped back into fights in tight spaces. Ooh. Like that, uh, yeah, that, that fighting card game, just kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> game rules. Cross, yeah. Crossover of like Slay the Spire and Into the Breach and John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> All in really one. good. Yeah. I guess I'll go next because, go like I said, I've, I was playing Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. Pretty good. Gonna wait for some more patches, though, because you can clearly see where some of the seams are, are coming apart. So I'm, I'm going to wait for that to get fixed. Plus, it's like a hundred fucking hour game. Uh, also, Tales of Arise. Gonna, I've been playing that hard. Gonna stop tonight to play Deathloop tomorrow, but I'll go back to it at some point and finish that game. However, I want to give a real big fucking uh, recommendation to the movie Malignant on HBO. Oh, Max I'm watching it. And I'm I guess watching the theaters. it. First of all, if anyone's out there who has not seen Malignant, do not watch a trailer. Do not read a synopsis. Don't read anything. Don't read a fucking anything of this movie. Just go watch it. It is, it, in the third act, listen y'all, you're gonna look at the runtime. You're gonna see an hour and 51 minutes. And you're gonna think to yourselves, that's too long for a horror movie. Trust me, that third act is bug fuck insane. And I loved every moment of it. This movie fucks. Go see it. Nice. I have been reading the third book in Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive, Oathbringer. I just hit 500 pages. Um, which surprisingly is not even halfway through the book. <laughs> so, um, but it is very good so far. And I have been doing, I've been rewatching 30 Rock because I just wanted to rewatch a show um, that I found funny. And I uh, have been doing pretty much nothing else. So, cool. All right. Well, folks, that's an episode of the podcast. Yep. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and I think I forgot Letterboxd at Part Time Pretzel. Uh, Marcus, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. And I occasionally do art for the podcast. 
Our theme song has been by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before. He has his own podcast called Southern Smack. I don't want to talk about wrestling or from the South. He's also live on Twitch. I think he's live <laughs> on Twitch right now, actually, um, if you're listening to it. On the live version. What's he, what's he streaming? Uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually just assuming he's live right now. Because yeah, normally he's, uh, okay. he's not. He's been streaming um, the Dead Rising games. Ooh, that's so, a good choice. Um, he's been having a lot of fun with those. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you can lead horse water, but you can't like un- get him under it. Um, fuck Elon Musk. <laughs> um, go get your fucking shots. Stop taking horse paste. There we go. Uh, and we are we have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're not trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, Fastly Leading Us Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace.